Good afternoon, friends. This is Tara, a girl in the middle, Titus to mentor, encouraging women to love God and to love well, their home and family. I am glad to have you back here with me again on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday. I just told my best friend happy Friday earlier this morning that I was praying for her. She said, I wish it was Friday. It's like, oh, I do that every week. <laughs> I get lost somewhere between Monday afternoon and Friday night in the days. Life can speed by, can't it? We're back here today talking more about being in the pit out of Psalm chapter 40. We didn't get very far yesterday. We read um, verse 1. We may have read more, but let's let's just recap. Oh, what David is saying to the Lord here. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined his ear unto me, and he heard my cry. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. We talked about what it takes for God to come get us out of the pit. We, we fall, we scream, we yell, we cry for help, but we're at the pit. And it's there that David is waiting patiently in the pit. And as he waits patiently, the Lord inclines his ear and hears him. If you didn't catch that yesterday, it's less than nine minutes. Go grab that link and listen in. As we continue here, we talked a little bit about keeping a... a prayer journal and the reason why I like to keep one in the past more and more was because the glory of seeing God's goodness in hearing and inclining his ear to my prayers and his answers we were talking to my son last night and he had he had said um he had prayed for something and I said yeah and God answered that prayer he says no he didn't and he said, because, and gave his answer. And I said, well, so the Lord's answer isn't always what we want. He doesn't always give us what we think we want. We say, God, do this for me. God says, no, that's not best for you. Sometimes we're in that pit. We don't want to be there. But God knows what's best for us. And there is a purpose in the pit. What could it be? Psalm chapter 40, verse 1 and 2. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my goings. We're going to just stop right there today because I know we will not get through this, this verse that is full of uh, richness of God's truth and love and our life so much of us were right there so many things in our life chapter 40 verse 1 and 2 of Psalms I waited patiently for the Lord he inclined his ear he heard me he brought me up also out of the horrible pit out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and he established my goings 
waiting patiently. This is what we talked about yesterday. Do a word study on waiting and patience in scripture. And let God speak to you just there. Let him show you what his word says about waiting. Waiting on the Lord. What he says about patience. Neither one of these things are possible in our walk with the Lord without the Holy Spirit. Without putting ourselves in submission to what the Lord wants in our life. Because, friends, we're not patient. And we won't wait patiently for the Lord except by his grace we do and that's where he wants us to wait you're not in control i'm not in control this is a season for whatever reason what are we gonna let the lord do not only through us remember when god had a donkey speak god can work through a rock through a burning bush we don't have to be cooperative people for the lord to work through us but the blessing friends, of God working in us, changing us to be more like Christ. That prayer journal. Now I need to keep it so I can remember all the people who have asked me to pray and who I've said I would pray for. All the people the Lord brings to my mind to pray. I need that. It's a good thing. I encourage you, if it helps you, to start scribbling out your own names and prayers. Even just the name as a reminder. And when God does bring that person across your heart, stop and pray. Waiting patiently. Anything worth having is worth waiting for. Now, let's talk about verse 2. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and he established my goings. I've spent the majority of my life living in Virginia and I've lived in many different states, but the majority there in central Virginia, beautiful, beautiful area. Now I'm in Sandy, Florida, which is another story's example for another time, but the dirt of Virginia, otherwise known as a baseball mom's worst nightmare red clay clay red mucky thick suctioning unforgiving clay it doesn't wash out of uniforms or socks towels clothing anything it's as hard as a rock when dry and thicker than oil when wet if your feet have ever mushed through its mess You've probably lost a shoe fighting to free yourself. And even now, if that was you, I bet you can feel the weight of the gathered gobs of clay left for you to drag around with each step you took. It's heavy, cumbersome, horrendous, and nearly impossible to get rid of. Okay. If you've been around, you know a girl in the middle has something to do with five brothers, two sons, my husband. I'm in the middle, literally. And I hear these voices of my brothers. So I'll give you a little positive here about red clay. Knowing my brothers would have something to say for murky, muddy clay muck. It's great fun for four-wheelers. But even they get stuck in surrender to its viciousness. And a pit 
Unless it's in the middle of a piece of fruit, which we mostly avoid anyway, it's something in somewhere no one ever wishes to be. A miry pit. A miry pit, it encompasses and entraps us. There's no way out. When we try to advance ourselves upward, it only gives way to itself, making the pit deeper and the sludge thicker. We're stuck. God didn't just answer David's prayer for deliverance by brushing aside some passing dust. Mm -mm. He does something much grander. He sets his feet upon a rock. He establishes his goings. He's able to walk freely again. Not only has he been freed from this entrapment, he goes with a song in his heart and praise on his lips. He's been set free. When you walk through mud made of clay, it truly does work against every action you try to take forward. It sucks you back. It drags you down. When you lift your foot up, it comes with you and weighs your, your, your whole body down. It makes it impossible to move forward. If you happen to get out of the mud, everywhere you touch is a magnet because now your feet full of mounds of wet, thick clay gather every rock, every debris, every clump of anything, every speck of everything onto it, only adding more weight until there's so much at your feet that your legs can no longer walk because there's too much all around you. God doesn't just lift us out of the pit. He doesn't bring us out with all the weight still attached to us, leaving us to pick up all the junk as we go. No, he brings us up out of the pit out of the miry clay and he sets our feet like he did David. He set my feet upon a rock. There, you know what you're gonna do? Have freedom from everything that was weighing you down and keeping you trapped. Your feet now can be cleaned off and the weight of the world released that was entrapping you in this miry pit. God doesn't just, oh, there you go, all better. Mm -mm. He, he painstakingly blocks out the rest of the world to hear our voice. He inclines, he bends his ear. He comes to our voice and he listens. He hears us. He takes us up out of that pit. When? I don't know. I don't know when. I've been in pits way longer than I ever wanted to be. I don't know why my very first words weren't met with the swooping power of Christ, which he could do. David, a man after God's heart. David, a man that God had worked mightily in. David waited patiently. Why was David waiting? Because the Lord had not come yet had not answered his prayers, had not 
met his plea with the answers of setting his feet on a rock out of the pit. But he will, and he did. But first, David had to wait. And in my mind comes all the times, or several of the times, that I've had to wait patiently for the Lord. And you know what? Nothing else mattered around that time. When I was waiting for the Lord, the anticipation was, God, save me out of this pit. God, help me. I'm hurting. Lord, I can't make any advances toward you, toward life, toward anything, because I'm just full of the weight of this murky, mucky, muddy clay holding me down. But here I am, God. I know you can hear me. I know you can save me. And God, I'm waiting for that. And my mind's full of these times. There were seasons of my marriage. I was like, Lord, I'm I'm not going to make it out of this pit. And by the way, a lot of these reasons I was in the pit were because of my own thoughts and how I think I tried to make my husband more of my savior than my husband. That wasn't his job. And look how wonderfully gracious the Lord was to leave me in a pit of despair so I could learn my reliance on my husband and Jesus, who is my all in all. We are fallible people. I can't even be a person that pleases my own self most of the time. What a heavy weight to put on our spouse to be our Christ. Show us Christ. Show your husband Jesus. Yes. Be their savior. It never will happen. He leaves us in the pit. He inclines his ear as we wait for him. And he lifts us out of that pit. David waited patiently. And there is a reason that God left him in that pit. And tomorrow that's what we're going to talk about today. If you're in the pit, keep waiting patiently. The Lord is coming to save you. Think about all the times he already has. Get that journal out. Write them down. Pray for your friends. Pray for your family. Pray for me. Tell me if you need me to pray for you. There's some of you listening. I already am praying for you. I hate to call names. um, But I bet you if you're listening, I'm praying. I love you. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. We're going to continue out of Psalm chapter 40. Go open your Bibles. Read that. And thank God for saving us out of the pits.